Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Though it is prophecy, you still keep doing what you have to do. It's understandable. Hi, I'm James and welcome to this Perceptive Readers. Today we're going to talk a little bit about God's thoughts or Another word for that happens to be prophecy. What has he spoken uh, for today and in the future? Because what he's spoken even way back then, over thousands of years ago, (laughs) it was already as good as done. Why? Because he is God. And so in his mind, he spoke it. It is already done. All we're doing now is really going along, you know, seeing the intricate details of uh, what is happening and how things for us humans in this time frame will end up in that beautiful place that God says, (laughs) you know, will be the final destination of one age. See, this Destination is very important because so many people need it. And before I cover the subject in the Bible uh, that I was uh, meditating on, you know, for a while, uh, not only yesterday, uh, but it's been on my mind over the past week. Because as you notice, uh, I don't always uh, talk much about uh, prophecy. And I also... Uh, Yes, I talk about ethics, but I don't always get into the specifics of even morality, which, you know, a lot of people are talking about today and they argue about this and that uh, different person saying that, you know, uh, their body is telling them that it's something else or they're not sure exactly what it is in this case or uh, who they may be or what have you. And depending on who they're talking to, nothing but arguments start. And I want to emphasize that, see, when I do talk about the Bible, I truly am not, you know, uh, bringing out these different points to hit you over the head or, you know, or make you feel bad. It is actually just giving you information that hopefully, and yes, it has happened. You will actually wake up in the morning sometimes and say, not only in your gratitude of thank you for life from God, but actually a part of your gratitude and thank you is thank you, God. Thank you true one, the grand one. Yes, Jehovah, for the knowledge that you have given me about you, you see. And that's what it's supposed to uh, do. It's supposed to move us, um, our hearts. And as we make uh, different adjustments, there are some things you don't even have to really, uh, you know, uh, dwell uh, too lo- much longer or, you know, or too much on it all, all you got to do is just really show this is the verse that answers your question about that. And then if it steps on your toes or, you know, that's the expression when something bothers you or, or pricks your conscience or something of that nature, if the person is around, 
you may be able to even ask further, why is this so? Why does God say it so straight and clear? What is the reason behind it? What is the ethical reason behind why God says this? What are the moral reasons behind why God says this? Also, according to many of the uh, uh, philosophies and conversations and enlightened ones uh, uh, that I've had with this person over here and over there, the things that they have shared have really helped me in my life, you see. So it, it that can't be bad, but why is it different than what, you know, God is saying here as well? With expressing all of that, once again, yes, people are on a journey. And depending on who is at the um, helm of the boat, you see, uh, the person who is driving the boat, which, you know, people say like Noah, like God, who was, you know, guiding him. Remember, he moves uh, his organization. He moves his people at different paces and speeds at times. So in other words, uh, there may be a point where you may be saying, hey, I'm still trying to get my head together on this. And God will go ahead and say, no, you know, I, I, I'm moving the boat uh, a, a couple of knots, you know, faster now, at least in this area, you see. And so, uh, you know that God knows best and, and you know, you adjust accordingly to the best of your ability through prayer, asking for strength. All right. And see, and that's what I want to share with you again when it comes to prophecy. Everything that is going on, you know, has been written about. And for many uh, Bible readers, uh, they're not surprised at all with the events that are happening on the earth. Now, why did God tell us about these things? Was it just to tell us and then uh, not do anything about it? No, it was told to us to give us encouragement and also to make us wise so that when we see this thing happening over here, where God is saying, this is not right, uh, I don't like it, and if your conscience is being moved by my spirit not to do it, that's why I warned you about it, you see. See, so uh, there you go. Now, what is the verse or verses I just want to share with you? And I told you I'm not going to talk long on them. I just want to uh, bring out something uh, for a, a, a reason on these verses in Matthew chapter 24. Remember, I use the example about conversations people have at times with enlightened ones and power wings and everything else where you know they have uh, deep and special knowledge and things of that nature. And, you know, some of these same people will at times go to newer ones as they're just uh, starting to, you know, read the Bible. And they actually challenge the person, you know, see, to see if they really believe what they believe or believe in God you see, um, period. And so for some persons who already had read enough to be thankful and their faith was already strong, you see, 
they will at times reply back to the person when the person says, how can you believe in God? And sometimes these persons will say, well, how can you not? You see, but all the same is that just, just expression uh, that, you know, has been said. But again, talking to the ones who really have stated, you know, I grew up uh, around the good book. I grew up around uh, uh, persons of faith in that area and things of that nature. But now, you know, some decades later, uh, this is the way I had to go to get myself uh, together because of really what further research and experience told me about where I was at. Okay. Now, some people will even use the term uh, cult. Stay with me. Put that word to the side because I'm going to come back to that in in a a second. I mean, in a a few minutes. What I want to do is encourage such persons who have, you know, said, you know, I grew up around this. I grew up, you know, around people who even said they had a strong faith in God and I attended this place and I attended that place. And but see, look at me now. I had to, uh, you see, uh, look within inside myself and, and I had to, uh, you know, do meditations in other areas and even Eastern lands to get myself together. What I would like to, uh, encourage you still, uh, to keep in mind. And because, like I said, people do what they have to do. Sometimes they are maneuvered to have to make decisions that they wouldn't have made. Otherwise, is this. Please do not, do not allow the experiences of still what others have done or do take that knowledge that God has given you, and at one time you really deeply appreciate it and strip it out of you. I would encourage you to read Psalms 71. In that uh, passage, you know, it talks about how this person said from their youth, they recognized God was with them. And see, and what can happen at times is, yes, uh, the experiences of life will strip out uh, that gratitude on that level. And then as they pursue other knowledge that actually uh, shows you the capabilities of the human mind on a level that even science can't explain, you see. But we know from the Bible still that such things are capable. And that's what I want uh, to emphasize in that area. And with a few other thoughts on that, that remember knowledge can also affect a person in such a way that with the ones around them who do not have the same knowledge, uh, they can start being looked at as almost like a, uh, a subspecies almost or not worth, uh, space, uh, time or anything of that nature. And Jesus was very much aware of that, you see. And that's why one time he even uh, stated in the scriptures, do not call your brother, 
you know, a fool or you'll be liable to, you know, again, uh, eternal death. Basically, that's what uh, he was stating. And, you know, there are many ways that uh, calling a person a fool or, or despicable fool in some translations, how that plays out even on the world scene. And it actually plays out in ways that a lot of people are very much unaware of, but we're not getting into that. But for the ones that I'm addressing right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. But you heard what Jesus said about it. All right. There you go. You got that. Now, continuing on uh, with persons when they talk among themselves. Okay. Okay. enlightened ones to one another. You've heard me state before how they will actually quote one another. You see uh, different people who go and and get knowledge in many different areas and they'll even yield, you know, oh, okay, this point to this person or that person, you know, in order to gain more knowledge and because they respect the person, you see, uh, then they may even adjust their thinking. Well, I saw something recently uh, between a conversation of uh, two such ones and, you know, uh, another um, uh, belief system uh, in itself. And, you know, all I can do is just tell you again what I feel and in this case, you know, when I say what I feel, I do feel 99.9% that I am correct. Uh, and it, it is what it is. That's what faith is. It's really 100% on like, I'm 100%, I'm 100% sure I believe in God. Okay. All right. And sometimes when persons be in these other different faiths, they'll feel God, uh, prodding them. Uh, feeling his spirit calling him in other ways, but they're just not ready yet to straight up end up saying, oh my goodness, this is really not the universe. This is really uh, the masculine, the one, uh, the, the, the true one of it all calling me, calling my heart. But see, they won't, they won't say that, but you end up, um, Picking up sometimes in all sincerity the way that they're expressing themselves and otherwise that it's like they're saying, I'm hearing you, God. I, I, I'm hearing you. I'm doing the best I can. Be, please be patient with me. See, and that's what some of them end up saying. Now, with that being already expressed, I want you to know that. In this case, in this conversation that I saw, uh, that I saw, uh, because one person certainly has more experience in one field, uh, uh, than, or, or should I say at least years of life in one field than maybe the conversation that was going on. And all I'm going to say is this. Uh, the person that was actually, you know, uh, doing the, uh, questioning, um, Again, allowed himself to be uh, corrected a couple of times. And yet, all I'm going to say is, in this case, the person who allowed 
himself to be uh, corrected. Believe it or not, you know, from what I was observing and picking up, uh, there was really no need uh, for him to be corrected on what he was being corrected on because according to, you know, things that I've read and stuff like that and, <laughs> and know that it's like, no, he's more on track of moving towards even the true one uh, than what people, you know, may really give credit for. And so that's all I'm going to say on that. Now, let's get back to the word cult, okay? You know, when the uh, Christian congregation was first started, it was called the way, but it was also called, you know, by people, again, derogatory names as well, like the uh, like a cult or what have you. So, uh, why? In the basic sense, and you can look in the encyclopedia, and, oh yeah, you'll get all these examples of this, and then it may, it'll take you on a, uh, a journey of, of broken rocks and mountains and everything else towards uh, examples of cults of that and and what happened that one uh, man who was saying that he was a you know um a follower and then leader maybe Jesus Christ himself you see uh, uh did to a group of people in, in all those uh, type of examples but see really cult has been used that word has been used many times the same way as if, you know, you hear that word uh, conspiracy. It's almost like if it's something that people really just don't like or what have you as far as the teachings or don't understand or what have you, then they have a tendency because it's not in the mainstream uh, to just go ahead and call it a cult as if they're doing even other things that uh, they are not even doing or practicing. Uh, I think about, you see, the uh, the Quakers uh, who were very, you know, strict in their uh, lifestyle and, you know, to some people, they'd be like, oh, that's just abuse living like that. And yet, you know what, for them, because it was more of like a farmer's uh, lifestyle. Remember, you you actually have farmers all throughout the years who really do live the same way and, and, and they don't go to church at all. They just, you know, it's, it's like, again, uh, they just enjoy the land, they enjoy the crops, enjoy simple things or what have you. And so, uh, you know, yeah, uh, they thank God for the crops when they harvest them. Uh, but the whole point is, uh, sometimes cult is just used as a derogatory, uh, expression. Now, Let's go a little bit further. You see, some people realize, and I'm not the only one, this system of things the way it's set up <laughs> entails a lot of abuse and twisting things that are good, upside down, bad. And then it allows for what? Exploitation for mankind and womankind and children in general. So some persons will look at this and say, no, this whole world is set up like a cult. So don't, you know, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And, and, and some people know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, getting right back still. To Matthew chapter 24, I want to read these verses 
And it was a question that his disciples asked in verse 2, where it says, Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here would be left on another. Everyone would be thrown down. You see, and Jesus was talking about what was going to happen to the temple of Jerusalem back then. Because remember, the religious leaders did not um, welcome him with open arms at all. They straight up rejected uh, Jesus. And remember, Jesus even said, you know, if your righteousness does not go any further than those Pharisees or Sadducees, he said, you're not even going to enter the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, when he was teaching his disciples and teaching the people that it was like, yeah, okay. Uh, the Pharisees, uh, they did everything in a ritual way. They were physically, once again, um, unblemished, clean, and everything else. And yet, uh, Jesus was talking to people who didn't have the type of clothing that they had, didn't have the um, means that, uh, that they had. Um, uh, remember, they even had other things going on and, and then loaded down, toiling and burdening. Remember, Jesus even said one time, he said, you know, come to me, all of you who are toiling and loaded down, you see. But anyway, he was saying that basically since they rejected him, then God is also uh, placing a judgment that they were not going to have that temple anymore and a punishment was coming upon that system to end it, you see, of uh, system of worship. You know, this would be a finale. People will totally know that, okay, it's the Christian congregation now <laughs> you go to. But anyway. I won't get too much further into that. I want to go to verse 3, where it, uh, Matthew chapter 24, where it says, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? You see? And Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. Okay, that's in verse 4 of Matthew chapter 24. In verse 5, he says, For many will come in my name claiming, I am the Messiah and will deceive many. Uh, you can read further those verses. I encourage you to read all the way down to verse 10. It says, At that time, and this is Jesus now talking about uh even the time period we live in, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. I'm going to drop down to verse 24 of Matthew chapter 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even the elect. See, 
I have told you ahead of time. So, in God's prophecy words from Jesus, he let us know this is what we're seeing. This is what you're seeing when you say that, you know, I was reading the Bible and and I was uh, loving God even, but because I saw this over here and I experienced this over there, then that tells me that God is not around. And I'm replying back to you that Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, all these things that, you know, will be happening. And he said, see, I have told you ahead of time. You know, he even mentioned to let them know that some persons would (laughs) even be thrown out, you see, of the synagogues. Now, isn't that something? Because they had a sincere uh, desire to serve you know, and worship and know the true God. And so the whole thing about prophecy, and there's a lot more in there. We still know that Jesus said the end of all matters. uh, He's coming in great power to actually, you see, straighten things out. And there are some right now, as I said before, they know what's happening. And so Sometimes they will go along with certain things because they feel like, hey, well, this is probably according um, uh, to prophecy and this and that. So uh, let's just just do it. Let's just uh, do what it says. And all I'm going to reply again to that is if you go over to the book of James and, and James chapter two, James was still warning that. As the days grow, you know, closer to God's kingdom, making the earth a paradise again, make sure you do not lose your Christian qualities. Make sure you don't set up class distinctions. Make sure you don't lie to one another. Make sure you don't steal from one another. Make sure you don't murder one another. You see? Because all those type of things are still in effect that if you start doing these things, and and I would say again, uh, a person has to think about whether they're even complicit to seeing persons, uh, you know, treated very badly, uh, it would most likely be a time to go in prayer again and say, hey, have I lost, (laughs) you know, something with my humanity and spirituality here to go along with being complicit or even playing a part in the bad treatment of a person or others, you see. You know, which one of you, again, who would have a sick uh, family member or friend would not get them the items uh, or ingredients that they really need, uh, that we know have worked, whether, you know, from the right foods and the right amount of water and things of that nature so that they can be, you know, healed. Uh, you certainly wouldn't go and give them something that would make, you know, quite possibly make them worse. You wouldn't want to even take a chance with that, would you? You see, so, The whole thing is, 
we were given these words and these uh, forewarnings, if you will, in, in many areas too, that God is saying, this is what's going to happen. But like what I said in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, this is the best way you're still to try to live your life no matter what. You know, you don't have to try to make my words come true because they come in true anyway. I'll make the stones cry out or whatever. No, you be the best person that you can be inside, you see. And that's one thing that uh, I appreciate some persons have said, even who um, who may not be uh, really um, talking much about the true God publicly, that they realize, even though sometimes people look at the height of buildings and everything else, accomplishments, uh, or creating the show, just how great this person is or humankind is or things of that nature. Just think about it. The ones who are looking inside, though, the height goes down even smaller than a macro level from the cells, you see, to the protons, to the neutrons, all the way till you get to right now what they found was the even smallest particle of uh, atom. And yet even deeper than that, that you keep going. If you were to span all of that out, that depth, you see, it would actually cover universes in itself. And all of that is what? What's inside the body that we have right now. And yes, you will eventually get to those, not quantum streams, but even the source of the quantum streams itself. Strings itself. And what do you think that source will totally reveal? Thank you for being here on this perceptive reader's moment or this perceptive reader's period. <laughs> and I just want you to have a nice day and keep doing the best uh, that you can. You have just listened to the perceptive readers podcast. Remember until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.